I'm Greg Jarrett. I'm Sandra Smith. I'm Charles Payne, and this is the Fox News Rundown. Friday, August 14th, 2020. I'm Simon Owen. Russia says it has a coronavirus vaccine. So why isn't the world celebrating? Russia may have it, but they haven't crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. And this comes against the backdrop of all of these accusations that they've stolen our technology. This is the Fox News Rundown Global Pandemic. Over the next few minutes, you'll get the latest headlines on the global COVID-19 outbreak and hear from Fox's Amy Kellogg in London on Russia's claim to have the world's first coronavirus vaccine. In the US, California is the first state to pass 600,000 confirmed infections, according to a tally from Johns Hopkins University. The United States now counting more than five and a quarter million cases and more than 167,000 deaths, more than any other country. Overseas, India has overtaken Britain as the country with the fourth highest death toll in the world, now recording more than 48,000 fatalities. And Europe has its own worries. Spain today ordering the closure of nightclubs as infection numbers surge in that country. While Britain is imposing new travel restrictions, ordering all arrivals from France to self-quarantine for two weeks. That instruction prompting a scramble with thousands of people cutting vacations short to race home before the order came into effect. Since the early days of the coronavirus outbreak, a vaccine has been held up as one of the world's great hopes. Teams in dozens of countries are racing to find one, but many scientists say we're likely still months from a confirmed success story. Russia's president begs to differ. Vladimir Putin announcing this week that Russia has a shot, and he says it's safe even though it hasn't undergone large-scale testing. We've been speaking with Fox News Channel's senior foreign affairs correspondent, Amy Kellogg, who's in London with the latest. Amy, what has Russia announced this week? Simon, they've announced that they have registered a vaccine for coronavirus. They have been hinting about this or talking about it, but finally now they are saying, we've got it, we're set. We are going to start rolling it out in big numbers, probably in the autumn. And, uh, but we are so confident in this vaccine. We've skipped the stage or phase three testing before making our announcement and registering our new vaccine in Russia. We are so confident in it that President Putin has given it to one of his daughters, Simon. His own daughter has been inoculated already. That's what he says. And he said she did pretty well and she's full of antibodies now. Has, has President Putin said whether he has been inoculated? No, he hasn't. But there's a lot of rumor going around that it's been administered, administered to the Russian elite, that it's been administered to the army, that they've taken a rather robust sample of people to give this to, which would also potentially skew the test results. Uh, I spoke to Kirill Dmitriev, who's the head of the Russian Sovereign Wealth Fund that's been investing in this Sputnik V vaccine, as they're calling it. And he said that he's given it to his family and he also, and to his septuagenarian parents, and it's all been really good. So if this is the big moment and 
you know, the prospect of a vaccine has been held up as the, the main great hope for the world for months now throughout this crisis. Why is the world not celebrating this news from Moscow? Well, Simon, they, there is a credibility deficit, isn't there, when it comes to Russia? They have skipped phase three, which is the um, the final phase of testing typically done. It's the standard for vaccines. And it's when I think tens of thousands of people actually get the vaccine. So you, you, you have a better sense of against a broader population, how effective it is. And then this is the opportunity for some of the rare side effects to emerge. So if you've given it to, I don't know how many the Russians have given it to several dozen people, perhaps maybe more. Um, and perhaps all robust, uh, though these elderly parents would be perhaps not as robust. Um, but anyway, it, the third phase is the phase where things really do tend to come to light. So you add the cutting of corners to the Russian credibility issues and the sense that Putin will stop at nothing to win a race. And this is being called by some vaccine nationalism. Uh, you know, perhaps other leaders are feeling that it's a matter of national pride that they get to the finish line first. Um, but I think people just simply don't trust the Russians. And Kirill Dmitriev even addressed that issue with me when we spoke earlier this week. He said, please just give us a chance. Have an open mind about this. You always have this knee-jerk reaction about Russia. Um, but we, we've had people from Anthony Fauci, Dr. Anthony Fauci, to um, people at the National Institutes of Health saying that they don't really they're, – they're not – too confident in this. Fauci has said that he has serious doubts and um, and others have been even more, more skeptical than that. Um, yet, I have to say, there are people in the scientific community who say there's no reason to believe that they don't have a vaccine. It's just all the information is not out there yet. Russia hasn't made the findings of its first phase or two phases, as they say, they've gone through public. So, so it might work, but it might not work. And by the same token, then, it might be safe, but it might not be safe. Well, that's just it. And, and yeah, I mean, Russia points to its years of research using this methodology they've employed for the, the Sputnik V vaccine. It's a, a double vector um, approach that they use. They take two different cold viruses and then they modify them slightly to, you know, to look like a, an antibody or to act like an antibody to coronavirus. So they do a, a one vaccine and then a second vaccine and they say they've used it for other viruses and other illnesses and it's been effective and they don't believe that this third phase is necessarily so necessary. So this vaccine has not been tested on a large scale and, and nobody's claiming that it has been, but that sounds like a pretty important stage of development. So how do the Russians justify that? They say they're going to keep testing as they go along. So you, you read and, and you hear different time frames from different people there that they're going to roll it out in big numbers in October, maybe not until the new year. They're going to start with vulnerable populations such as school teachers and healthcare workers. But they say that, well, the bottom line is, Simon, that President Putin himself has said, quote, this has passed all necessary checks. So they believe in this. They believe in the scientists behind it. 
Um, and that's it. I don't think we can, I don't think we can say anything more because the standard for us and for the Brits who are working very hard and, and, and are getting very close to the finish line as well, um, are, are saying that it needs this phase three. So Russia may have it, but they haven't, they haven't crossed all the T's and dotted all the I's. And this, of course, Simon, of comes against the backdrop of all of these accusations that they've stolen our technology, that they've stolen Canadian, American, and British technology, which they, of course, deny, and Kirill Dimitriev denied it again. He said, we've been doing this for, we've been using this technology for a very long time with Ebola and other um, other illnesses, and so we really feel like we've got something, um, we, we've got a good thing. You've been listening to Fox's Amy Kellogg. We'll be right back. Is it possible that there's a, a, a just a desire for this to be a moment of, of national pride and, and that, that President Putin's administration sees the potential political gain from declaring victory in this global race? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, there was a meme going around of him riding a bear and carrying this huge vaccine on his bear back. <laughs> so, and he's had, of course, he's now entrenched for a very long time he could be around legally until 2036 but um but still he needs to he needs to continue to prove Russia's greatness and um there've been some pretty massive demonstrations in the far east recently anything is possible i mean he he seems teflon but i don't think uh I, I don't think you can be overconfident in your position anywhere. So for him to come up with something such as the gold medal in the race to get a coronavirus vaccine would be pretty super convenient for him. Um, and there, there is a lot of talk about this vaccine nationalism. It's interesting, Simon, the, the Brazilians apparently have asked for a bunch of doses of it. Um, the Philippine president, Rodrigo Duterte says he's going to take it. So um, make of that what you will, but they say they're selling, they've got about a billion orders for this vaccine already. It, it sounds like the the other, uh, the leading candidates, whether that's in China or the UK or, or the US or other parts of Europe, they don't seem to be predicting being able to give a verdict on their vaccine candidates, maybe not before the end of the year. You know, it's going to be probably several more months before we hear anything from them. So what's next on the Russian front? When are they going to start rolling this out? And and is it a case that the, the world will just be watching the progress? Yeah, I think they've, I've read that they've offered it to the, offered some level of cooperation on this to the United States and that the United States has rejected it. So I think the Americans will be watching for sure. And I would imagine the Europeans as well. Um, obviously, there are other countries. He, he ticked off a bunch of, of countries who are going to be trying this out. Vietnam apparently has laid in a supply. I, I think there was, I can't remember if it was Saudi Arabia or the United Arab Emirates, but one of the Gulf Arab countries has signed up for some of this. You know, I, I suppose it depends on on, on how much you feel you have to lose and um, and how much faith you have in Vladimir Putin and the Russians. I mean, they do have a history of, of good scientists, of great scientists. It was interesting. I read a little anecdote, um, which I hadn't read before, about Catherine the Great being uh, the great vaccine believer. She, in 
1768, actually convinced an English doctor to travel to St. Petersburg to inoculate her in secret against smallpox. And it was kind of, the way I understand it, it was an experimental vaccine. But she was watching people die all around her and thought, uh, I, I want to give this a try. And I think she inoculated her son as well. And then um, she survived that and went on to uh, to spearhead a, an inoculation program in Russia. But they had uh, some horses at the ready to spirit this doctor out of Russia in the event that it failed and he he could be chased out or lynched or harm could definitely come to him. So uh, the Russians like to point to their history of innovation and their history of cutting edge or belief and embrace of cutting edge technologies. I think, um, I think, but I think you're right. I think it will be a, a matter of watching and waiting. And also, I think, Simon, there will continue to be a conversation about who's you know, which technology came from where, because, you know, there are these allegations that Russia hacked or Russian hackers went into um, the systems or tried to break into the systems of some Western labs. And, and that, that, that hangs over them. This vaccine apparently is quite similar to the Oxford one and to one of the Chinese ones. So it's very interesting. Um, they're expressing full confidence in it. And they're going to press ahead and they will continue to test as they administer. So they, you know, they're doing a dual track approach now. They're going to start administering it. I guess it's fair to say probably in October, you'll, we'll see it in Russia in some significant numbers being rolled out. Um, and simultaneously keeping track of, uh, of their statistics. They, they've said the Ministry of Health did say today that, uh, very soon, Within coming days, they're going to publish the results of the, their studies so far. So that will at least help people to evaluate. Because again, you know, most people, I would say, outside of Russia or in the Western world have been quite skeptical. But others have said, you know, they, they may have it. They, they just may have it. We don't know. Amy, thank you very much for speaking to us. Thanks, Simon. listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.